This is Wessler Media. For me, I'm a pastor, and I deal with real people, people just like you every day, people that have a hurt or they have something going on, and they're trying to figure out, how do I deal with this? And I always know Jesus has the answer. He has that next step for you. Let's open up the Word today and see what God will say specifically to you. One of the things that's hard about life is that, um, well, sometimes we find ourselves in a conflict and we just don't know what to do. And today, on your next step, I'm going to give you uh, a surefire answer to that that's going to solve the conflict in your life. And and you may not like it, but I can tell you this, it will bring the conflict to a place to where you can get things worked out. Okay, so I'm going to help you with that. Here on Your Next Step, every day, this is what we do. We open up the Word of God, and I want to introduce you to my great... A relationship with a group of people right here in Columbus, that is the church next door. And and the reason we're here is we want you to be a part of a local church and a local church in the community. We're part of that. We're online, so you can connect with us. But we want you to know that you need Jesus. You need God's ways in your life. And so we're unpacking the Word of God. I'm glad you're here. I believe the Word of God will make a difference in your life. In, in Ephesians, it says this, and this is what we're going to look at today— Follow God's example. Therefore, as dearly loved children, walk in the way of love. So there's a way that you and I can walk in love. And this is what I've learned, is that conflicts needs participants. That's right. And if you want to stop conflict in your life, stop fighting. Now, for some of us, that's really difficult. But for others of us, we begin to learn, you know what? I'm just not going to fight with you today. And we smile and we love and we're kind telling you that can work wonders in your relationship learn more how to do that today on your next step james 4 1 and 2 it says what causes fights and quarrels among you don't they come from your desires that battle within you you want something but don't get it you kill and covet but you cannot have what you want you quarrel and you fight. What, what's it saying in James? It's saying is this. He says the reason you fight is this. You had some expectation. You thought your boss was going to give you a bonus and then he didn't. And it, it was just all in your head. It was all in your head. And so you've been walking around mad all day long because you didn't get the promotion. You didn't get the... See what I'm saying? We get upset because we get some idea in our mind. They don't even know about it, and and we're mad at them. We're holding it against them, and relationships get sideways. How about this? Number three, despising differences. Mark 3.25, it says, If a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. What happens here is this. We, We are jealous of somebody else. And because we're jealous of what they got, we're trying to one-up them. Or how about this one? You ever, you ever uh, got a new member of your team, all right, at work? And you just don't know why, but that person just irritates you when you look at them. And then after a while, you think about it for a little bit. You know what? He reminds me of Uncle Joe. I can't stand Uncle Joe. That's what it is. You go to your boss, you got to get him off my team. Why is that? I don't like him. Your boss says what 
He knows how to do the job and you don't. We get ourselves into trouble. And it's because there are unresolved things sometimes or jealousies or you name it. We end up despising people. There's a bitterness there. And you know what you have to do as a Christ follower? You have to go back and you say, God, forgive me. God, I forgive Uncle Joe. And God, I've been jealous and that's not right. Last one, number four, is our old sin nature. Now, this is what happens here. Romans 3, 23 says, for everyone, say everyone, everyone has sinned. We all fall short of the glory of God. That means that every human being, even your newborn baby, three weeks old, has a selfish nature in there. How do I know that? Because all they do is cry and whine and say, feed me, take care of me. That's our human nature. It is our human nature to be selfish and self-centered. And this is what happens. The reason we get in a fight is, is we'll, we'll, we'll get in a crazy fight. Why do I have to take out the trash? Philip could take out the trash. And the next thing you know, Katie bar the door. That's because we're selfish. We're in the middle of what we're doing. And what did Jesus say? Jesus said, if you come after me, if you are going to be my follower daily, every day, every day, you must get up, deny yourself, and carry your cross. Every day. Say every day. Oh, man. That's good stuff. Keep preaching it, pastor. Uh, you fell for that one. That's good. All right. Four ways to deal with conflict. This is one of my favorites. You need to know, I got, I got this, this section that I got this idea from a pastor by the name of Chris Hodges. I love this. Number one, number one, my way. <laughs> I like that way. Number two, your way. Number three, halfway. And number four, God's way. Now see, in most of us, most of us, we gravitate to one of the top three, all right? If, if we have a strong personality, then we just assume every argument needs to go our way. Now, some of us, because of the experiences of our life and whatnot, we're always, we're just like, well, whatever you say, whatever you say, we're milk toast people. You know what I'm saying? And we're just like, okay. And then you know what happens? If you're one of those people, you are a bomb waiting to explode, all right? After 20 years of having it their way, then one day, kaboom, man. It's like something has just gone off like a rocket. It didn't halfway. Now, there's some people, they just always approach every problem halfway. They want to solve every problem in their life with duct tape, spit, and a little bit of chewing gum. And then they wonder why life implodes on them. Let me tell you something. The best way... The only way to deal with conflict in your life is God's way. God's way. Because God's way resolves the problem. It brings reconciliation. It brings new life. It prunes away the dead. It makes room for growth. God's way always, always adds value. It, it, God's way always values the people involved. So let's learn God's way today. Let's learn about exceptional conflict. So what is God's way? 
Think of others as better than yourself. Philippians 2, 3. Think of others as better than yourself. That's God's way. God's way is always to think of others better than yourself. I love this from Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. It says, Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. See, God's method, God's method of dealing with conflict is this. What happened? He places us in the garden. He said, you got one job, one job, one job. Yes, sir. What is that one job? Be obedient. Be obedient. Don't touch that tree. Next thing you know, we're at home baking an apple pie and we're serving it to the neighborhood. I mean, what is up with that? See, we, we think, we think we know better than God. Now we offended, we broke the relationship. We brought, we burnt our house down, baking the pie. You know what I'm saying? And the next thing you know, God says, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. I'm going to work out a way. He gives us a plan. And then one day he steps in and he says, take my hand. And he leads us out. See, God's way has always been to forgive. God's way has always been to repair the breach, to step in personally and take responsibility, not for what he did wrong, but for what we did wrong. Are are, are you saying, Pastor, that if someone does me wrong, I have to, to pay the difference? Yep. That's God's way. But, 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 but that don't seem fair. I know it wasn't fair. He took all your sins on himself. You like being the receiver, but not the giver. And Jesus said it is more blessed to give than to receive. Oh man, don't keep bringing that Bible stuff up on me. See, that's, that's, that's the tension. That's the argument that goes on inside of us. But, but what it says here is submit to one another out of a reverence for Christ. That means I'm going to submit myself. I'm going to, I'm going to come under someone else in their need. I'm going to come under them because I know that Christ Jesus came under the law. Christ Jesus came under that this world in order to lift me up. And when you and I come under submission to God, when we come under submission to our bosses and the people around us with respect and love, you know what we do? We have the ability to lift them up and bring them in to the healing power and presence of the living God. And that's why when you, when you go to school, when you go to school, you respect the authorities around you. That's why when, you, when you're at work, you respect them and you submit to that. Because it's not, you're not submitting to them for them alone. You're submitting to the, the Lord of the universe, the creator of all things. And you're to be an example of the love and the power of God in that situation. Look at this. 
For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. The goal of this is is so that we could become one. See, if you and I will grasp hold of God's way of dealing with conflict, there'll be greater unity in our life. Think about this. If you and I, if you and I will approach it from God's way, drama is going to drop in our life. Chaos is going to go out the window. And, and what's going to happen is other people are going to be drawn into our lives because the peace that we have, the joy that we have, because we've learned, I'm just going to forgive. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do whatever I can to help them. And that'll happen at school, at home, at work, on the ball field, wherever we go. John 13, 34 says, A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. The goal is to love. The goal is to love, not to fight. I love this statement. I gave it to you. It says, Conflicts need participants, so stop fighting. If you will stop fighting, the conflict will come to an end. Some of us, you know what I mean? I mean, some of us, we're just, we're just looking for a fight all the time. And, and I can be honest with you and tell you this. I've had friends over the years. I've had people in my life that have been through traumatic experiences. They've been through very hard circumstances. And because of those difficult circumstances, it was their, their grit it was the fight in them that helped them overcome. I have one friend that, that, that grew up in a third world country, you know, in poverty. And, and just, just to get a meal every day took everything they had out of them. And, and, and they, they found a way. They worked hard. They made a way. They made it to the United States of America. They immigrated. And, and they went through that process to, to, to legally become a citizen and get their education. And the whole way, they were fighting their way through. You know what I'm saying? Every time they had a roadblock, they said, no way. I'm not going to give up. And, and, and then they come to see me now. They've been here for several years. And they're like, I don't understand why I can't get along with my boss. I don't understand why I'm not get along with my spouse and and they're they're just like i said well well uh, umbrella mercy here you're a fighter they said what do you mean i said you think everything's a fight and i said you're in a new place now you're in a new place now What got you here ain't going to get you to the next level. See, many of us, the systems that got us to the point that we are right now, aren't going to get them, get us to the next level. We have to change. We have to adjust. I said, you have to learn how to forgive now. You have to learn how to be kind and work with one another. You have to learn a whole new thing. I don't think I can do that. I know you can't. But if you will let Christ become the Lord of your life and run your attitude in the way, yes, you can. Listen, I have nothing against grit. And there are times when you've got to know how to push through. I respect that. I think it's great. But there are times 
when you need to submit to one another in love. There are times when you have to recognize and see if you've been a fighter. This is my prayer for you today. My prayer is that you'll be listening to the Holy Spirit as I speak and you'll say, huh, I wonder if that could be me. There's generally a trail of broken relationships in your life. A continual succession from job to job to job. And, 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 and you've never even noticed it. You just thought all of them were bad. And you have to go to God and say, oh God, forgive me. I've been a fighter. Now, some of us saw we've just we've had the sin of acquiescence. It doesn't matter whatever whatever you say, whatever you say. And you got to get a little grit going. It's a both hand. All right. So, what is uh, a hope filled approach? I want to give you four four keys to a hope filled approach today. Four of them. And um, I hope you'll write them down. I hope you'll begin to get them in your heart. And begin to practice them every day. All right. The first one. The first one is no room for anger. Make a decision that from this day forward, there is no room in your heart for anger. There's no room for anger in your life. Remember the story in Genesis? It's Cain and Abel, right? We, we, we just looked at part of it this morning. God comes to Cain. He says, hey, Cain, Cain, sin is crouching at the door of your heart. Anger was his issue. He says, you must master it. You've got to master this. See, this is something that you and I have to master as human beings. Because some of us, we just think, well, I just, I just let it fly. You know, I'm hot-headed. I'm Irish. We come up with some sort of ethnic thing. You know what I mean? I grew up on the south side, the west side, the east side. And you know, this is just the way we are. This is just our bad side. You're a Christ follower now. You have to submit to him. You've already agreed to that. Look what it says, Ephesians 4, 26 and 27. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. See, what you have to see is this. When you and I allow anger to have a place in our life, you're actually leaving your door of your heart unlocked and the door cracked. And you're giving him access to the way you live and you behave. Now, I know lots of folks, they read that verse and they say, yeah, yeah, I follow that. I will not go to bed at night while I'm still angry. It, but could you go back? Could you go back? Read it one more time. It does not say do not go to bed unless you're going to bed at sundown every day. I happen to live in an age where we have electricity. I don't go to bed at sundown. So if you and I are to get anger under control in our life, it needs to happen about dinner time. See, I know a lot of folks, you know, they, they think, well, you know, I, I, I don't go to bed. No, 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 no. It needs to happen way, 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 way before then. Now, this is why I say that. Because I know some folks, they wait till 11 o'clock at night. Been waiting all day. 
And they just wait for that, 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 that spouse to say something. And then, bow, you let them have it, baby. You kick them right in the gut with something. You always, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, we grab something from 1982. You left the garbage out and it ruined. See, and, and, and now why do, why do we do that? Because we want to hurt them. And then number two, we know they're already tired. It's just like Muhammad Ali and the rope-a-dope. You're trying to wear them out, baby. You're trying to get them worn out so you can win the fight and end the day. A winner. Because it's about you having something broken inside of you that wants to be the winner. Now let me tell you something. God's way is if you have a conflict, it needs to be ended well before sundown so you can have time together in a peaceful, loving home so that your babies, your children, lay down peacefully, that they know that mama and daddy love each other, they know that this is a good, safe place, more of that oxytocin, more of that serotonin, I can be all I can be. I'll be rested and ready to go for the next day. But, 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 that's right. You'll have to crucify your flesh to deal with anger so that you don't win. So that Christ Jesus might win inside of you. Years ago, Jennifer and I made a rule. You're not allowed to pick a fight past a certain time. You know? Not that Jennifer would ever pick a fight with me. I'm just, just saying you know, we, we get someone starts something at eight o'clock, say, nope, it's past that time. We just ignore it. Moving on. No, don't get to do that. Don't get to do that. All right. Number two, second principle. Look for the best. Look for the best. Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So what's the principle here? Do you have a list? Do you have a list of the things that you love about your spouse? Do you have a list of the things that you love about each one of your children? The unique aspects of... Do you have a list of the things that you love about your coworkers? How about, how about your friends at school? How about the people that are around you? The, 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 the people in your community? Have you ever sat down in your time with Jesus? You know what I'm saying? We said this. We're going we're gonna to spend our time with God and then it's going to overflow. And when you're sitting there in your time with God and you say, Lord, I just want to, I want to thank you for my neighbor. And you start listing all the great things about the neighbor and you're praising God for them. That's what we were talking about last week. Well, see, if you build that list, if you build that identifying mark in, in your mind about those people, then you're organized and ready in your heart and in your mind. If you've been praising God for them, then you'll have the right word to say to them. Miss part of the show today and want to hear more? Well, you are invited to download and subscribe to Your Next Step on all major podcasting platforms. What I love about prayer is this, that you and I touch eternity, that we step into the throne room of God. We go to heaven, so to speak, in the sense that our voice reaches heaven, but it impacts earth. That's amazing. 
As we take some time today to pray, let's pray for our police and firefighters. Lord, we just lift up to you today our our police officers and our firefighters, our, our first responders, God. We think of Psalm 91, where it says, Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. God, we're praying for them that as they, they face the front lines today, that they'll also have a rest when they go home, a shelter from you. Lord, that, that you will surround them, Lord, with, with your wings, and you'll protect them today. Lord, they need your, they need your wisdom as they interact with people. They need, they need spiritual insight. Give them discernment. When it's a medical professional helping somebody, Lord, help them to know exactly how to help the person. When, it, when it's a, a police officer showing up at the scene, help them to, to hear what, what's really going on in, in the person's life so that they can bring peace. I pray for the, the police officers and firefighters and that are, that are Christians, Lord. Help them to be strong and tall and give them spiritual discernment, Lord. Give them wisdom. And Lord, we know that you have angels. You have angels that can be dispatched, and we're asking for angels to be dispatched throughout the, the, the city, throughout our community, throughout our land, God. We're praying for situations to be diffused. We're praying that that they would find out trouble before it happens, Lord, so they could help the person. Lord, may, may no evil or harm come to the communities. May they stop initiatives that would bring fear, terror, and murder. Lord, may they have insight to stop the harm and the pain. May they be rescuers of people today. Bless them for saying yes to that calling in Jesus' name. You know, I know I know that that prayer was good and that you were part of that, but I want to take you to the next step because that's what we're all about here, right? So would you go to yournextstepnow.com? That's our website. And give us your email address, and we're going to give you our ebook. It's a prayer guide. This month, it's free. Know that it's free. It's not going to cost you. You just have to give me your email address, and then you and I can become prayer partners for the ministry. I need you to pray with me and agree with me. Our world needs revival. We need you to become a prayer partner. This community needs you. So go to yournextstepnow.com, give us your email address, and get your free prayer guide ebook today. This has been Your Next Step a ministry of The Church Next Door in Columbus, Ohio. We hope this has been an encouragement to you as you seek to have a deeper faith in Christ. If you'd like to hear today's show again or share it with a friend, look for Your Next Step on all major podcasting platforms. We'd love to see you soon at The Church Next Door. Easily find our service times and our app. I'm Pastor Doyle Jackson. Join us again next time for Your Next Step. I believe you're going to find people that have a genuine love for God and a genuine zeal for the truth. You don't have to dress super fancy. It's so lively and it's so much fun and just you leave like, oh, so refreshed. And I know I keep saying family, but that's what this place is for me. It's family. I'm Doyle Jackson, pastor of the church next door. People keep telling me how good it is to worship God together again. Well, Come join us. Visit us online at thechurchnextdoor.org. Stories are a way we relate to one another. It's hard to underestimate their importance. Wessler Media is here to help you preserve those stories that you hold dear. We'll produce a personal podcast 
an audio scrapbook that will preserve those memories for generations to come. Get in touch today. Call toll-free or text 1-833-38-STORY, 1-833-38-STORY, or visit wesslermedia.com. That's W-E-S-S-L-E-R media.com. The production you just heard was carefully crafted at the studios of Wessler Media. For more powerfully engaging podcasts and other audio content, visit wesslermedia.com. Stories of overcoming adversity, intense and unexpected twists and turns, education, encouragement, and plenty of those, did you hear that, moments. Hear more and talk to us about creating your own podcast, from large and detailed projects to smaller, more personal-sized productions. That's wesslermedia.com. W-E-S-S-L-E-R-Media.com.